Welcome to House of the Dragon Lore. And in this episode, I'm going to get into part two of Vagar, one of the OG dragons of House Targaryen. And before that, I'm just going to go into a little bit of information about House of the Dragon. I'm on the official site here on HBO. The official announcement of who's behind the scenes, Ryan Condell. He will serve as a co-creator on the series, and he was involved in Colony and Hercules. Miguel Saposchnik and Condell will be showrunners. I probably butchered that name, and if so, please forgive me. And the pair will also serve as executive producers, along with George R.R. R. Martin, who I've heard got paid many millions to be involved in a few different spin-offs and prequels for Game of Thrones, Vince Girardi, Sarah Lee Hess, and Ron Schmidt. Sappho Schneek, whose directing credits include six Game of Thrones episodes, won Emmy and DGA honors for Battle of the Bastards. That was an amazing episode. Probably one of the best battles in the whole series that didn't involve dragons. It is my favorite battle that didn't involve dragons. So I'm very excited that he is going to be directing again in House of the Dragon. And hopefully he directs one of the battles that I'm going to talk about now with Vagar, which was the Battle of the God's Eye. He was nominated for another Emmy in 2019 for directing The Long Night which was in the last season of Game of Thrones where they had the battle with the White Walkers and the Night King, which I'm not really going to talk much about because I wasn't very impressed with that, but I don't blame him for that. Apparently, a lot of things he wanted to do were not agreed upon. But he was nominated for another Emmy in 2019 for directing The Long Night, and he won the Emmy for Best Drama Series as an executive producer for the final season. Claire Kilner, the alienist, angel of darkness, the wedding date, and Jida V. Patel, meet the Patels, the witcher, will also direct the series. That's exciting because, you know, the witcher turned out really good. Greg Yadanese, I don't know if I said that right, and he was involved in Banshee and House, is a director and co-executive producer. And of course, as I already told you, the same composer from the Game of Thrones will be the composer of House of the Dragon. So we got some very talented people creating this show for us. So hopes are high and I'm pretty sure they will live up to it. And I think the storyline is going to be fantastic. Now I'm going to get into vague. Following Lena's funeral on Driftmark, the ten-year-old prince Aemon Targaryen claimed Vhagar as his own dragon. By this time, Vhagar had grown almost as big as Beleriand the Black Dread during the conquest, which made her one of the biggest dragons of her time in 129 AC. And in case I didn't explain it to you already, or if you already didn't know this, they base AC and BC as after conquest and before conquest, Aegon's conquest. So it's like Jesus Christ in our world, you know, Aegon's conquest was such a big event that even time was based on it. So she was one of the biggest dragons of her time in 129 AC. So that was 129 years after 
Aegon's conquest in which she took part in. So it's like, it's interesting how all the dragons grow to be, you know? And the only one I've ever known of to die of old age is Valerian the Black Dread. But Vagar is pretty old and still ferocious and an outstanding warrior for her age. Prince Aemon Targaryen, also known as Aemon One-Eye and Aemon the King Kinslayer, was the second son of King Viserys I by his second wife, Queen Alicent Hightower, and the younger brother of King Aegon II. Upon his birth, Aemon was said to be half the size of his older brother Aegon, though he was twice as vicious. At the young age of 10, Aemon lost his right eye in a scrap with his nephew Lucaris Valerion, and Luke Valerion is the son of Rhaenyra, and Luke is short for Lucaris, and they were rivals, of course, later to be the Green and Blacks. So Aemon got in a scrap with his nephew, who was Lucaris, Luke Valerion, and forever after that wore a sapphire in place of the missing eye. As a child, Aemon was full of fire with antics that were bold, wild, willful, hot-tempered, and unforgiving, and grew to be accomplished and dangerous swordsmen. Aemon and his siblings became disgruntled rivals to Rhaenyra's three sons, princes Jacaris, Lucaris, and, jo and Joffrey Valerion. Aemon was known to wear night-black armor lined with gold, resenting them for stealing their birthright, the Iron Throne. When all boys were forced to spend time together while attending feasts, training together at arms, and studying with their maester, it caused more tension and dislike towards each other. At age of 10, Aemon attended Laenor Valerian's funeral on Driftmark, and King Viserys had suggested traveling to Dragonstone after the funeral, and informed Aemon who out of all his siblings was the only one yet without a dragon of his own, that he could claim a dragon egg or hatchling on Dragonstone for his own. That's if he was bold enough. Annoyed by his father's comment, Aemon resolved to claim Vagar, the eldest of the dragons. Vagar was present on Driftmark, and Aemon, who knew that his parents would not allow him near the dragon, went to make his attempt in secret. And this is quoted straight out of Fire and Blood. Even at 10, Aemon Targaryen did not lack for boldness. The king's gib stung, and he resolved not to wait for Dragonstone. What did he want with some puny hatchling or some stupid egg? Right there at high tide was a dragon worthy of him, Vagar, the oldest, largest, most terrible dragon in the world. Even for a son of House Targaryen, there are always dangers in approaching a dragon, particularly an old bad-tempered dragon who has recently lost her rider. His father and mother would never allow him to go near Vagar. Aemon knew this, much less try to ride her. So he made certain they did not know, sliding from his bed at dawn whilst they still slept and stealing down to the outer yard where Vagar and the other dragons were fed and stabled. The prince had hoped to mount Vagar in secrecy, but as he crept up to the dragon, a boy's, vo a boy's voice rang out, You stay away from her! The voice belonged to the youngest of his half-nephews, Joffrey Valerion, a boy of three. 
Always an early riser, Joff had sneaked down from his bed to see his to see his own young dragon, Tyraxes. After that, the boy would raise the alarm. Prince Aemon shouted at him to be quiet, then shoved him backward into a pile of dragon droppings. As Joff began to bawl, Aemon raced to Vagar and clambered up onto her back. Later, he would say he was so afraid of being caught that he forgot to be frightened of being burned to death and eaten. Call it boldness, call it madness, call it fortune or the will of the gods or the caprice of dragons. Who can know the mind of such a beast? Vagar roared, lurched to her feet, shook violently, then snapped her chains and flew, and the boy Prince Aemon Targaryen became a dragon rider, circling twice around the towers of high tide before coming down again. But when he landed, Rhaenyra's sons were waiting for him. Joffrey had run to get his brothers when Aemon took to the sky, and both Jace and Luke had come to his call. The Valerian princelings were younger than Aemon. Jace was six, Luke five, Joff only three, but there were three of them, and they had armed themselves with wooden swords from the training yard. Now they fell on him with a fury. Aemon fought back, breaking Luke's nose with a punch then wrenching the sword from Joff's hands and cracking it across the back of Jace's head, driving him to his knees. As the younger boys scrambled back away from him, bloody and bruised, the prince began to mock them, laughing and calling them the Strongs. Jace at least was old enough to grasp the insult. He flew at Aemon once again, but the older boy began pummeling him savagely until Luke, coming to the rescue of his brother, drew his dagger and slashed Aemon savagely across the face, taking out his right eye. By the time the stable boys finally arrived to pull apart the com to pull apart the combatants, the prince was wreathing on the ground, howling in pain, and Vagar was roaring as well. Afterward, King Viserys tried to make a peace, requiring each of the boys to tender an apology to his rivals on the other side. But these courtesies did not appease their vengeful mothers. Queen Alison demanded that one of Lucaris Valerian's eyes should be put out, for the eye he had cost Aemon. Princess Rhaenyra would have none of that, but insisted that Prince Aemon should be questioned sharply until he revealed where yet heard her sons called Strongs. To so name them was tantamount to saying they were bastards with no rights of succession, and that she herself was guilty of high treason. When pressed by the king, Prince Aemon said it was his brother Aegon who had told him they were strongs. So the rumor was that the three of them were actually sons of Harwin Strong, and not Laenor Valerian, who was Rhaenyra's husband. And of course, it was also said that Laenor was gay, so it was basically just like, a contract marriage between the two of them. But we don't know for sure, but I mean, her three sons had dark hair, so. Also, Aemon literally stole Vagar. He stole the most powerful dragon, and Vagar was very significant in the Dance of Dragons. And without Vagar, I'm pretty sure that they would have lost and would have been defeated a long time before the war ended. So that's a very important piece in this whole story of Dance of the Dragons, how Aemond managed to be the dragon rider for Vagar. 
Doesn't that whole scene kind of remind you of Joffrey and Arya in um, Game of Thrones? When Arya scratched Joffrey with the sword, I think she scratched him. They had that altercation and Ned had to kill Sansa's wolf lady, which was so sad. And um, Joffrey almost reminds me of, of the personality that Aemon has. So maybe Aemon will be a similar character in House of the Dragon. While he was an unforgiving person, Aemon would later say that he considered losing an eye to be a fair trade in exchange for obtaining Vigor. Despite the loss of his eye, Aemon developed into a on the first day of 127 AC, King Viserys held a feast to celebrate the return of Amon's health. After the king had left the feast, Amon toasted his three Valerian cousins, speaking of their appearance, mocking them as three strong boys. <laughs> and so there it goes again, with them pushing that rumor about Rhaenyra's son being the actual sons of Harwin Strong. At the start of Dance of the Dragons, Aegon's supporters realized that Rhaenyra would likely resist against Aegon's coronation. As the previous Lord of Storm's End, Bormon Baratheon had been a supporter of Rain a supporter of Princess Rhaenyra Targaryen. Dangerous swordsman under the guidance of Sir Christian Cole, Lord Commander of the King's Guard. Rhaenyra's mother-in-law and one of, one of her supporters, the Greens, feared that Lord Boris Baratheon, the new lord, might side with Rhaenyra as well. Aemon was sent to Storm's End to convince Lord Boris to support Aegon by promising to marry one of his daughters. While Aemon was at Storm's End, Lord Boris Boros received a visit from Prince Lucaris Valerian, who had come to speak on behalf of Rhaenyra. Aemon attempted to provoke Lucerus, who ignored his cousin. When Aemon threatened Lucerus, stating he, own, he owed him an eye, Boros refused to allow them to fight under his roof. Boros's men restrained Aemon, allowing Lucerus to leave the hall and take off on his dragon Arax. When Boros' daughter Maris taunted Aemon, asking him if Lucerus had removed his balls as well as his eye, Aemon <laughs> became enraged. When he asked Boros leave, Boros told Aemon that he had no say about what Aemon did while not under re underneath Boros' roof, and allowed him to depart the round hall. Aemon mounted Vagar and pursued his cousin, avenging the loss of his eye by killing Lucerus and Arax. Mushroom claims Amon located the boy's corpse and removed both of his eyes to present them to Lady Maris on, on a bed of seaweed. Amon was known thereafter as a kinslayer among his enemies. Though his mother and grandfather despaired when they had learned of his actions, his elder brother King Aegon II was pleased and threw a great feast in Amon's honor. And mushroom again with the salacious gossip. Fireblood is, is told from the perspective of the maesters, which are kind of like the government in Game of Thrones. So they hide things and they don't put out as much information as there is. And then there's Mushroom, who was the fool, and he was very, very in a very close friendship with Rhaenyra. 
Um, he knew all the salacious secrets, but then people say that he tend to exaggerate. So it's hard to know what to believe. But I like to usually believe mushroom stories, and I I mostly do. They're just more fiery, more exciting. His stories are way better than the maester stories. Prince Daemon Targaryen swore to avenge Lucaris, promising his wife Rhaenyra a son for a son. Contacting Mazaria, Daemon arranged for blood and cheese to kill Aegon II's sons, Aegon II's son Jaehaerys, which drove the child's mother Helena slowly mad, eliminating her as a dragon rider. And Helena was um, the rider for Dreamfire, who was actually a powerful, beautiful, large dragon. But there isn't much information about Helena and their dragon's relationship, which is too bad because I'd like to know more. Aemon, along with Aegon and Sir Christian Cole, took part in the battle at Rook's Rest, where the two brothers killed Princess Rhaenys Targaryen and her dragon Maelys. Aemon and Vhagar did not suffer any, any injuries, but Aegon was severely wounded. Aemon ruled in his stead as print regent and protector of the realm for a year while Aegon and his dragon, Sunfire, recovered. He took up the iron and ruby crown of Aegon the Conqueror and was said to have stated that it looked better on himself than it ever did on Aegon. So that's just going to show how much of a narcissist that um, Aemon actually was. And he's going to be a villain, I think, in House of the Dragons. And he's going to need a very good actor to play the part. And it hasn't been confirmed who's playing his part. But I really hope that it's somebody who can do half as good a performance as the actor. Now I'm going to read a description from Fire and Blood of the epic battle of Caraxes and Vagar with the riders Daemon and Aemond. On that much we agree, Daemon replied. Then the old prince bade Caraxes bend his neck and climbed stiffly onto his back. Whilst the young prince kissed his woman and vaulted lightly onto Vagar, taking care to fasten the four short chains between belt and saddle. Daemon left his own chains dangling. Caraxes hissed again, filling the air with flame, and Vagar answered with a roar, as one of the two dragons leapt into the sky. Prince Daemon took Caraxes up swiftly, lashing him with a steel-tipped whip until they, tis- until they disappeared into a bank of clouds. Vagar, older and much the larger, was also slower, made ponderous by her very size, and ascended more gradually. In ever-widening circles, I took her and her rider out over the waters of the god's god's eye. The hour was late, the sun was close to setting, and the lake was calm, its surface glimmering like a sheet of beaten copper. Up and up she soared. Searching for Caraxes and Alice Rivers watched from atop, King's Pier, Tower, and Harrenhal below. The attack came sudden as a thunderbolt. Caraxes dove down upon Vagar with a piercing shriek that was heard a dozen miles away, cloaked by the glare of the setting sun on Prince Aemon's blind side. The bloodworm slammed into the older dragon with a terrible force. 
Their roars echoed across the god's eye as the two grappled and tore at one another. Dark against the blood-red sky, so bright did their flames burn that fisherfolk below feared the clouds themselves had caught fire. Locked together, the dragons tumbled toward the lake. The bloodworm's jaws closed about Vagar's neck her black teeth sinking deep into the flesh of the larger dragon. Even as Vagar's claws raked her belly open and Vagar's own teeth ripped away a wing, Caraxes bit deeper, whirring at the wound as the lake rushed up below them with a terrible speed. And it was then, the tales tell us, that Prince Daemon Targaryen swung a leg over his saddle and leapt from one dragon to the other. In his hand was Dark Sister, the sword of Queen Visenya. As Aemon one eye looked up in terror, fumbling with the chains that bound him to his saddle, Daemon ripped off his nephew's helm and drove the sword down into his blind eye. So hard the point came out of the back of the young prince's throat. Half a heartbeat later, the dragon struck the lake, sending up a gout of water that was said to have been as tall as King's Pear Tower. Neither man nor dragon could have survived such an impact, the, the fisherfolk who saw it said, nor did they. Caraxes lived long enough to crawl back onto the land, got it with one wing torn from his body and the waters of the lake smoking about him. The bloodworm found the strength to drag himself onto the lake shore, expiring beneath the walls of Harrenhal. Vagar's carcass plunged to the lake floor, the hot blood from the gaping wound in her neck bringing the water to boil over her last resting place. When she was found some years later, after the end of the Dance of the Dragons, Prince Aemon's armored bones remained chained to her saddle, with Dark Sister thrust hilt deep through his eye socket. So Vagar's story is probably one of the most exciting and she's going to be a very fun dragon to watch on the big screen. I'm really curious if they're going to make the dragons all kind of look the same like they did in Game of Thrones or are they going to have them like with different features? I know they're going to make them bigger and smaller. Are they going to make them look kind of different or are they going to make them kind of look the same and blend like a greenish color in with their colors? So it'll be fun to see all that. I can't wait until we get some previews and all that kind of thing. So aim on one eye, who I really can't stand. <laughs> I just can't stand his character. He basically stole Vagar off Dragonstone. Like right from the start, he was like trouble for the Blacks like, and Rhaenyra's side of the family. So it only makes sense that later years he would end up in a war with Rhaenyra's family and her closest people with the dragon that he stole from Dragonstone and that's what helped him and the Greens get as far as they did in the Dance of Dragons because without Vagar they would have had the war finish a lot earlier and I wonder who would have rode Vagar if Aemon didn't end up bounding with her. So then it's a very sad ending the way that she died because it's ironic that Lena and Damon would ride both their dragons together, Caraxes and Vagar. And then eventually Caraxes and Vagar killed each other and Dark Sister was used to go through Aemon's eye and kill him. And that was the sword that Vizenya would wield. So that's majorly ironic. I can't wait to see what they do with it all. 
But Vagar's story is done there, and that's all I got for you on that one. And until I speak to you next time, not sure what dragon I'm going to talk about yet. But it shouldn't be too long, and there's still a lot of dragons to get through. So we will get there. Thank you for listening, and have a great night.